Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a lunch and a conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. So a few months back, I, I call a good friend. It's actually not a good friend. It's a family member. I'm not going to tell you who. But the point is I call a family member. And I have this idea. It was, it was kind of right before I started the podcast. So I was really starting to enjoy talking about these different ideas just for the sake of the idea. Just, hey, look, I have this thought and it kind of runs deep and it takes a little bit of time to explain. And, and here it is. Now, look, not everybody's into the idea of listening to somebody talk about this stuff. I mean, I have some people that enjoy listening to the podcast and billions of people who do not. So no big deal there. But, you know, I mean, if you're going to go ahead and listen, you know, you, the idea is that you kind of listen and you get something out of it. So I call up this family member and I, I start to share this idea. Now, again, the podcasts are about 10 minutes long, sometimes a little bit more, but right around 10 minutes is, is usually where it lands. I can't get more than 45 seconds in without this person saying, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, 100%. And it, it killed me because I was like, you couldn't get it. You, I haven't even gotten to the point. I'm only 45 seconds in. I mean, imagine this podcast being done 30 seconds ago. I mean, like, there's no way you could get to the point. And if you already think you know what the point is, just stop. You're not, you're not actually listening. So I get 45 seconds in and the person keeps interrupting me and agreeing with me. And it drove me down this rabbit hole of really examining the times when I was around an overly agreeable person and how damaging that potentially was. Because I was telling this person about doing a podcast and I was telling the person about specific a specific idea that I wanted to do and they were totally totally into it you know but it was like a false into it it, it was almost like so into it I knew instantaneously that I couldn't really trust that opinion because the opinion was too great. It was too, oh yeah, that's perfect. Or, oh yeah, I totally get it. Oh yeah, that's very interesting. And again, I get very concerned in life around being, being in an echo chamber. I get very concerned that I'm around people that only agree with me and will only agree with me because that to me is one of the riskiest environments to be in because if you are only surrounded by people that agree with you and they don't push you and they don't you know share different opinions and and they don't they don't make you sell them if you're around those people you have a real risk of becoming kind of a monstrous figure and and that may seem overly overly exaggerated to some people but that's how monsters are made they do something and everyone's like, oh, that's fine. And then they do something else. Oh, that's fine. And then they, they fall into this pattern of just thinking that everything they do is fine and dark things happen. So it was very, it was very irksome to me and frustrating. And 
I spent a lot of time thinking about how I had to protect myself from overly agreeable people. I need to have some people that push, push back on me, because if they don't, what am I worth? It's just junk. And man, recently, I remember going to lunch with this guy, Duncan Lyons. Now, Duncan Lyons is a Cal grad, played soccer at Cal. He was the headmaster of the Bentley School when I was when I was starting out tutoring, and I was tutoring, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh graders, and some of them I was picking up because their parents were like, "Hey, could you pick them up and bring them back and get some tutoring done?" <laughs> Truthfully, I was like half half a manny and half a tutor, so you know the people on campus knew me. And Duncan really took an interest in me. It was very kind of him. He was uh, he was in his late thirties, and I was in my early twenties. And again, he he really went out of his way to to impart some some good stuff on me. And we'd have lunch. So go out to lunch with Duncan. And man, it's painful to admit, but I was I was totally an overly agreeable person. Not in an eager way, but in a almost like an God, it's bad to say. Not in an arrogant way, or excuse me. Um, I wasn't eager. I was arrogant. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. And Duncan was very cool about it. He never called me out. He never gave me a really hard time. But he told me things that I just looked past. One of them in particular was big houses are for the adults. They're not for the kids. And of course I'm like, yeah, of course. What six-year-old do you know running around that says, oh, you know, like, dad, we need a huge house. I'm like, yeah, of course, of course. But I obviously didn't have kids. He did. And I didn't realize the depth of that, which is you need space. You need time to think. You need, you need a private life away from your kids. You need a, a, a space in your house where you, you can do you, right? You can sit and have a conversation on the phone or you can, you can read a book. You can do whatever. And it's very, it's very hard to do that when you have a very, very small house. And it's not that people don't do it. They do it every day. It's just that I can easily see now. Well, yeah, bigger houses for the adults. They, they need space. And he said something else. He said, Halloween is really not for the kids. It's for the parents. Like, well, yeah, of course. You know, get in there, have a good time, you know, all this, whatever. And again, just missed it. Because now I see what he means. Halloween really isn't, especially at a young age, it's not for the kids. It's for the parents to mingle with other parents. It's to, to engage the neighborhood. It's to parade your children around, show off your handiwork with making costumes or things like that, but just be social and engage and and have this great experience. I mean, you you go to my go on Halloween around my neighborhood. It's like block parties everywhere. It's amazing. And I'll tell you what, the six and seven-year-olds are not organizing that. And the reason this has been bothering me is because I've realized that as frustrating as it is 
to have somebody that's overly agreeable, as dangerous as that is. I think it's equally dangerous to be overly agreeable. I think you literally rob yourself of opportunities with great understanding. If somebody is trying to explain something to you and it's a complex concept and you just agree with them right away, you're robbing yourself of the chance of actually learning. And I will admit, I have had a hard time in life keeping my mouth shut and just letting the person trying to convey the idea sell me on the idea, sell me on their wisdom, let them explain deeply. And doing this podcast has very much helped me because I force myself to be quiet and let people go. I, I, I try to not even nod. I just listen to them. I listen to them. I tell them beforehand, I'm not ignoring you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not. I'm going to let you go. Tell me what you want to tell me. And I've been so thankful that I've done that. I've realized how much I've missed. I've realized how many relationships I may have even damaged. Because after a while, if somebody's being overly agreeable, I just stop telling them stuff. Because I know what they're going to say. And I know the experience. And how many people in my life have stopped telling me stuff. Not because I was being malicious or even arrogant, but just because I was being overly agreeable and they knew it would essentially fall on deaf ears. So do yourself a favor. If you find that you're you kind of fall into that category of being overly agreeable. Totally happy about ideas. Maybe just make the person sell you. Maybe make the person who's trying to give you information really sell you. Maybe just make it a default. Even if you kind of get it, just say, what do you mean? Or how do you mean? Or how exactly do you see that? and allow them the time and the space to respond. Because not only may you learn something in the moment, but you may develop a dynamic with that person where they see you as an engaged, interesting person that's worthy of investment. I'm Matt Todd, and this is Union That Drives Me. Go out and crush it. Thank you, everyone, and please do remember the essay classes are lining up daily as are the SAT and ACT review. If you need some help, just hit me up.